They thought it wouldn't happen again. But ladies and gentlemen, not only are we back for the third episode in this month, we have... I don't know if it's a sponsor. It's not a sponsor. We have um, the good graces of a, a media company, I guess. And we've got a great episode for you, so stick around. Let's go! Welcome to another episode of Island Gems. Welcome. I am Jay. I am here with my best friend, my buddy, Maximum Dick Energy, Raul. Raul, how you doing? I am doing swell. How are you, my good friend? I'm doing great. <laughs> I see you have completely taken over the uh, 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 the monk, the high monk. I have uh, not aesthetic. masturbated for two whole months, and I am now levitating. I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> We are also here um, with two very important guests. We've got once again Will. Will, welcome back to the show. How you uh, feel? Air horn, Hi, air thank horn. you for having me. Yes, no, I feel <laughs> I feel pretty good actually. It's been it's been a pretty good week. It's been yeah. I feel good. Yeah, no, it's been very productive, very very fun, very very uh, good energy, flirty, productive, very just more good synonyms and additives and words i can't speak beautiful well we love that for you how does it feel to be back the first return (coughs) guest on the show i'm the first return guest that's right yeah uh really well yeah yeah. uh well it's an honor of course Uh, they said it wouldn't be possible but here you are i just i can't help being this charismatic that's that's really what it is i'm this charismatic and well-spoken and and articulate and see what happens this is like your third time Um, here Fifth Second time, time, fifth time. Actually, really? he's here replacing me since episode two. Mm. Actually, yes, that's no, true. Actually, the last uh, episode. It's like he Jay takes off his mask and it's me the entire time. You know how Jay's been kind of better at it? It's because it's been me. Yeah. Uh, mm. yeah. Okay. Now yeah, that yeah. he's here revealed, I'm gonna suck. So. Ah, exactly. Gotcha. You're we also my have theory. always. We always also have a great friend. First time on the show. Yeah. He's like my little bro or my big bro. No. I don't know how what his age is, but I love this guy with <laughs> all my heart. I've talked about him before. We got Gavi here. Gavi, how are you doing today? Yeah. I'm doing particularly well, little brother. Am I not older than you are, Jay? <laughs> By like a week. Oh, well, yeah. It's you an know, honor you know, to be here. <laughs> You're surrounded by Libras, you know that, right? Yes, yeah, you told gang. me this Libra, Libra gang. Libra gang. Um, Libra gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so def- definitely. Death. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on, Rel. Rel. One hundred percent. No, yeah. I'm. I'm. No, 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 no. I'm the Libra. No, 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 no. What? What are you? I'm Sagittarius. I'm Sagittarius. Not that it matters. I don't believe in that stuff. You can. You can. You can. You can stay. Okay. Awesome. There is. When you look at the entire. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I do kind of. There is some merit to the full chart. It's the, the whole memes of it just being the one thing is bullshit, though. Just I'll tell you like, what. I'll tell you. There, there are, um, there is a few horoscopes that are hated, um, yes. but we, but you are not one of those. That's Raul, good. And we're not going to tell you which one we hate because we don't want to alienate the crowd. So. Gotcha. Okay. So to our audience, they can always feel tense that it could be you. you yeah, it could itch. be. Just whichever, whichever <laughs> one. It's it's an audience surrogate moment. Whichever one you don't personally like, that's the one. That's that you the can, one. I can figure Fuck this out pretty sign. pretty quickly. Um, do you know <laughs> yeah. what Gabriel's sign is, uh, Jay? Libra. Is he Libra? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no. I'm a Libra. Yeah. Then a no, no, not not Gabby, not Gabby. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, Colonel. Okay. The other, the other Gabriel. Colonel's also a Libra. He's also a Libra. Seriously? Okay. Oh my God. Uh, okay. I'm surrounded by myself. 
but I am the superior version, even if Will will tell you otherwise. Oh, okay, okay, let's let's. The difference we'll between me and Jay. Jay, the difference between me and Jay is that I have a little bit of backbone because of uh, being a moon and rising Leo. That's the thing. Jay is just yes. a uh, a smelly, pissy Aries. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> he gets all fired oh, up. Oh man! See all the goodwill. Pun intended. You earned it with ah. my girlfriend. You just lost because she's an Aries. Oh no no see no no. Dun, she's dun, fine. Dun. She's adorable. No no she's adorable. No just to be clear, Giovanna, if you're listening to the show, you're wonderful. And also please keep Jay in line because holy shit. But no 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 no. She can stay. It's just you that I have a bone to pick. With, oh, so take off I your see. pants. Oh no, I don't like that. <laughs> when is, anyway, we don't need to get. When is Giovanna don't. coming back to the podcast? Giovanna, well, you know who I want on the podcast you can put actually. A, Who's that? Uh, I'd like, well, basically all of our friends, but also uh, I'd like to talk to, uh, God, what's her name? I actually forgot it. I met her like two weekends ago, Jay. Help me out here. Andrea? Andrea. Oh, there you go. Ah. Andrea, we are formally requesting you, and we're also requesting the return of Giovanna. And while I'm at it, I'm manifesting Adam Sandler on the podcast. Oh, my God. Oh, hell yeah. I'd I'd love that, but that's not going to happen. Would you like a piece of pie? (laughs) No, I'm talking about Uncut Gems, Adam Sandler. Come on. No joke. Oh, okay. This is how I win. (laughs) This is how I I win. win. Holy shit, I'm going to count it Listen, okay, so... um, I uh, I don't know what to tell you. Um, you guys know, but uh, I guess speaking directly to the audience here, Please. we uh, what was like a month ago? Uh, was it? It was like a month ago. We uh, or it might be a month and a half. Um, we saw this tweet um, from our Talsorian Games on Twitter, and they were looking for um, media representatives or. You know whatnot, so they could review their new cyberpunk and Witcher stuff, and they were like, "Hey, just send us an email." And I was like, I, I texted Raul, and I don't know if you guys actually. I know, I know, I think you know this story, Will, but I don't know if you know the story, Gabby. <coughs> but I texted Raul. I don't. I, I don't. Bro, well, there you go. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, here for the bro, anyway. um, you have to. We have to do this. I know that we have like two listeners, and it's literally your mom and me. Straight up. But um. It's your mom, and it's me making sure the audio is good, so I'm listening <laughs> yeah. to it back. Um, but we have to do this. This is so cool. It would be an amazing opportunity. Even, what, what's the worst they can do? Say no, you know. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "That's fair." So I, I I I went to shower, and I'm like, start writing a draft. And Raúl wrote a fucking draft. Oh, yeah. um, I can even read that if you guys want. Where do you have that, Raúl? Oh shit, I don't think I do. Do you think you can pull up the Gmail? It has to be in Gmail. Like the back and forth, but it wasn't. No, I don't. I don't think I have it. It's you know what? It's actually it should be on Discord, I, like uh, at your messages. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you want, you can read that in a sec. Um, but uh, but uh, but we write like a little draft, and and I sit down. I'm like, okay, awesome, perfect. So I just finish writing it and, and I send it. And was it the next day? Oh, here here it is. Uh, it is. Greetings. Read it out. Read it out. In parenthesis, add whatever here. Uh, we are Island Gems, a Latino podcast channel based in Puerto Rico. We are requesting a review for, or I'm sorry, we're requesting a, a review copy for both Cyberpunk Red and The Witcher uh, Tabletop RPG. Uh, our beloved staff, 
<laughs> sure. And listeners. <laughs> I mean, we have some level of stuff. We, we, yeah. I guess we yeah, I'm here. Do. I mean, I, I'm basically the, I'm the unofficial, like, third member. Yeah. That's fine. Um, and, and actually, we are bringing in a, uh, an actual official third member soon. I got to talk to Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I know you don't know that, Raul, but it's because I haven't actually told you. Okay. But... What, yeah, what yeah, a wonderful fair. co-host! Um, I just felt like we needed someone to work behind the scenes to help us bring up stuff. A Jamie, like fact check and do this. A Jamie, okay. yeah. Jamie, oh pull that up. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, please! No, oh. <laughs> yeah. it's, I mean, it's, it's happening. It's a good example, but uh, it's happening. It's happening. We're, we're becoming the Joe. Um, oh, no, not the. It says please, please, uh, have Pond Smith chant is watching. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Shit. Um, uh, it, it just says we've been following both titles and are deeply interested in, in its progress uh, and then in parenthesis I wrote I don't know add something here Jay really wants this <laughs> <laughs> to put it simply we are fans and enjoy both universes created by CDPR uh, something something countless hours in tabletop something something please fix 2077 that was my track. <laughs> that was that was his draft. So I fixed it up, and I'm like, well, where, where's the finalized version? I just made it prettier, of course. Let me see if I can of find course. it. Yeah. So I kind of just uh, I switched it up. We're also big. Oh, I put we're fans of the game. We're fans of the of the show, and which is all true. These yeah, are lines. Yeah, yeah. I'm a massive cyberpunk fan, as you fucking I love cyberpunk. Know. We talk about Cyberpunk every since episode one. Yeah. You know the video oh, yeah. game. I've been playing the board game for years, um, and and Raul loves The Witcher way more than I do because uh, I just watched the show and that's about oh, it. Oh really? You haven't played the games? Yeah, I haven't played. Oh, the games. I, I wasn't aware of that. Now, holy shit! Um, so I was like, hey, I'm I'm swinging for Cyberpunk, but I'll get what I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and yeah, we sent the email, uh, and I want to and sh- you know special shout out to Jay Gray, Mr. Jay, or Mr. Gray, uh, the media ambassador of Altersorian Games, who fucking read it, actually, and replied. That's crazy. That's this, awesome. This, like, king. And he was like, yep, you're done. You're in the list. We'll send you, send me the mailing address, and we'll send you some copies. And I fucking, I lost my mind. I couldn't believe it. That's crazy. That was, like, the greatest moment of my life right there, man. Mr. Jay, if you'd like to come yeah. on board the podcast, I have a couple questions as to yes. why you decided that we were actually... Yes. Why us? Why yeah, us? Yeah, yeah. Like, for real. It's like, I saw That's potential. crazy. Well, listen, listen. Um, if you saw potential, say no more. We are going hard. <laughs> I'm getting a Jamie, you know? <laughs> right, let's, let's, um, if you want to be taken seriously, stop mentioning Jamie, please. No, Jamie, we're getting a producer. How's that? Is that yes, better? That's, that's better. That's there better. Jamie. An unpaid intern. It's just a Jamie. Just Jamie. <laughs> really, um, I have to be your producer because I'm telling you to stop. Just stop saying stupid <laughs> shit, please. Um, and yeah, and like I mean, I'd, I'd say like last week or two weeks ago, big box with all the games. I'll be putting a picture in the Instagram. By the way, we have an Instagram. If you haven't followed us, go follow us on the Gems Podcast. Um, and um, and it was so cool. It was so much fun. And and we read it. We. And, and and you know we we played it. Mm-hmm. We have some clips which will I'll try my best to put into this podcast. If I don't, I successfully failed or unsuccessfully attempted it. I don't know. So you're um, you're not uploading the entire. No, no. What I'm probably gonna do is I'm gonna clip it in different parts of the um, of this podcast, this audio file, mm-hmm. um, and uh, like just clip little segments that I thought were cool or would like maybe drive a point home. Um, that's that's the idea as it stands, but it all depends on 
how um, my editing software behaves um, and how doable it is. Mm. Uh, but yeah, um, super fun. Uh, I messaged Will. I messaged Gabi because I felt like they're unique. Will. I've been playing with Will Cyberpunk for a long time, and he's a mega fan of Witcher as well. And Gabby is the king of DMs. You know, he. There are only two DMs I know as good as him. Um, (laughs) And I'm like, he's going to bring a really good uh, perspective into it. You know, he's played a lot of games, he's DM'd a lot of games, so he could probably bring that perspective as well. And and now we're here. We're here to talk about it. We played The Witcher um, last week. Uh, And uh, yeah, we're recording it now. So that's, that's the end of that. That's that story. Oh, yeah. It was fun. I, I enjoyed my time uh, playing that game. You're not that um, into uh, the tabletop RPG scene, right? Not. You're just not super. you're just fans of the games. Yeah. That's all I know. Yeah. Yeah. But um, this is your third tabletop RPG you play. Uh, yeah, roughly third or fourth. Right, right. I think my first one was with uh, Patchy and Gabriel and right, someone right. else. I forgot the name of. Um, after that, I think I played that Alien one. Yeah, the Alien RPG one. And I th- no, actually, you know what? Much. I lied. I think my first one was with with UJ. It was like a. It was ah. it was a Cyberpunk one. Oh, it was Cyberpunk. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, it was, <laughs> and uh, that was fun. <clears throat> but um, it wasn't. It was like only text. Like it wasn't like we were yeah, doing I a channel we were or anything. Doing like, like a play by text. I don't know if you know about that, Gabby. You ever, you ever heard of those? No. Play by text. I, I know I mentioned this to you, Will, but it's kind of like this thing people do on Discord and whatnot, where we you play the game through text and. Oh. You just reply to okay. Right. Yeah, I've heard of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's yeah, yeah, in, yeah, it's yeah. it's definitely not my preferred method to do it like that. I though. agree. I, I, I feel like that's for something like for something more. In, I didn't interrupt you. I'm sorry. For something no, more like involving like a like a moment moment like a like a game like this like because like playing like I do a lot of just RP generally and I'm used to doing stuff <laughs> like that. But for like a tabletop game, I guess it just—I figure it needs to be a little more. Well, any story needs to be a little more involved, I suppose. But for something like this, yeah. I'm just so used to the dice rolls, I guess you know. Yeah, and mm. we did do the dice rolls, but it just wasn't the same. I felt like it was right. missing something, so we kind of dropped it for a while. He sure, was like a C SWAT sure. operative and whatever. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was nice. Oh, that was fun. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, first impressions. Let's talk about that. I mean, let's. I guess we can yes. start with Raul. Talk was to he, me, man. Yeah. He's the I, I don't want to say novice, but I, I'm interested in Raul starting first because yeah, like yeah, yeah. I really don't he, since he's the least experienced in general with this. I'm very curious to see how f- much fun he had. Especially, I mean, I will acknowledge a, a, a minor bias here just for the sake of posterity mm. for the podcast. But <laughs> uh, I, I was I helped him design his character sheet. Yeah, oh, that character is great. You know what? Let, let's uh, let's just um, I think we can all agree here. Let's just break the ice. Spoiler alert: The game is incredible. Think we can yes. that, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. It it, 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 it it delivered in spades. Yeah. It, it, it delivered. Much it, it was truly. way better than anything I could have imagined. Yes, it was really, really good. And absolutely. I'm not just saying that; it, it really was. So, mm-hmm. so let's just let's just break that ice. And and if I'll you save want, my we could do like it. yeah, we could do we could do like a little first impressions. Mm-hmm. We could go around. I'll go last. Um, okay. And then we can talk about our characters. Um, we can talk. About, we can talk about maybe mechanics that we like mm-hmm. after we talk about a character, or maybe no. We can talk about characters, what the adventure, like cool moments of the adventure, and whatever. <laughs> and then we can talk about um, um, mechanics. One, we can get mechanical with mm. it. Um, quick spoiler alert: um, This is a 
this is going to be for the first adventure in the Book of Tales book. So if you're listening to this and you're interested in playing the Book of Tales, um, like just letting you know, you can stop right now. It's incredible. Play it. You know, we played the first adventure, which is the underneath the ice one, I think it's called. Um, incredible, incredible stuff. Probably one of my favorite games of all time, like as far as like tabletops go. Um, so yeah, there's your review. Go play it, and then if you don't care about spoilers, you can keep listening, or you can come back after you're done. So yeah, okay. So yeah. that being said, Raul, that's me. First impressions. First impressions. I mean, I, I really enjoyed my time playing uh, The Witcher tabletop. Um, I made, honestly, I made a character that was kind of safe for me because I'm not experienced, right? Like I don't, I don't really play this right. a lot. But I, I I really like my character. <laughs> He's really dumb. It's it's a uh it's a dwarf that's like five five. He's like freakishly big for dwarves. And and he's a he's a he's a bit dumb. <laughs> a bit uh, dumb. Okay. A bit I yeah. Yeah, he, he's I remember dumb. you telling me I came in and I said, Roll, this is the question always I like to ask all my players whenever I DM. It's like, what kind of character do you want to make before you worry worry about a class second? Worry about character mm. intent first. Yeah, yeah. A- and you said you told me in your Zen-like, uh, you know, mannerisms, uh, you want him to be stupid, and I'm like, yeah, perfect. Uh, at let's, first, let's I think I, I said like, uh, oh, I just, I just want to be Unga Boonga and like smack. Right, exactly. <laughs> you said just you, you want to be Unga Boonga and smack. Yeah. Things, which again, you're right. That is that is safe. That's yeah. That's really but, safe. But but also, but I feel like especially for party composition, it's good to have a character that's more simple. And I don't want to use the word dumb, of course, for the sake of comedy. But like a more simplified <laughs> character is totally fine. Like that's because you know it's it's totally fine. But also there was a lot of charm that he had mm-hmm. as well. I think that he brought. And to I think everything. the magic of it all was that towards the end, I feel like you kind of yeah. fell in love with them. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to trying. Oh wait, hold on. Shit. Uh, I actually need to get up real quick. Go ahead. All right. All right. While Raul gets up and uh, poops or whatever. Uh, <laughs> That's for pizza, right? I don't know. Oh, the pizza. Right, yeah, he, he did order pizza. Yeah. <laughs> While he gets a little pizza break, Will, why don't you tell us what you think about the game? First impression. Oh, first impression? Um, well, I guess not so much for a little bit of backstory, but, you know, I've been a fan of The Witcher for years now. Um, and The Witcher has probably grown to become my favorite uh, fictional, like, set of, uh, you know, fantasy books and just media just in general like there's just something that is so unique about it to me and it's so familiar you know like there's so many things out you know in in this day and age which and a lot of it's very wonderful but there's something about the witcher that keeps pulling me back to it and i and i i could say i just really enjoy the character of Geralt, the man who says he doesn't care and yet he's the most compassionate goddamn man on the planet maybe i just kin that i don't know uh but (laughs) professional up in this bitch (laughs) <laughs> welcome back. Oh, hello, hello. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, uh, Sorry, my, uh, my pizza like arrived, so yeah. I had to go get. The no, yeah. we figured. We figured. Yeah. Is it? Um, is there enough for all of us? I don't. You. You. Um, you can eat. I'll. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. But anyway. Um. But but with the the Witcher, it just there's something very unique about it as a property to me, where it's just like I really enjoy the character of Geralt, but really all the characters. You know, but also just the world itself. It, it's the idea that like, 
it is simultaneously unique in its structure because it is both high fantasy and low fantasy. You know, it, it right. is a it borders almost on grimdark. You know, it kind of has these like you could draw comparisons, obviously, to the Song of Ice and Fire novels or even the Berserk manga, uh, much more in terms of grimdarkness, obviously. But you know, it is also a world where true love like exists and justice exists and destiny does like exist, and you have the ability to change your circumstances in life if you're able to. It's just it's very much like a law of equivalent exchange thing that the witcher is just about consequences and how those sort of things change you something always requires something else i guess basically right and that obviously plays into its deconstruction and subversion of all of the uh fairy tales that that it it, uh, plays around with of course just you know so in a tabletop context it obviously uh provides a wonderful just excuse to just kind of go wild in a place like this you know the, the nature of how the magic system works you know obviously the levels of magic to it where you can have these users but it's very distinct and like you have these mutants who thrive more so on signs and of course like the mutagens that can actively like affect them or there's almost a science fiction element or like a gothic science to it of everything which is really cool right but then also you go up to the higher echelons of like dealing like from purely like chaos magic and like, actual sorcerers and and uh, mages and the like. And there's a lot of potential, especially just the the concept of being a witcher itself, which is already such a versatile thing, is made, like, specifically tailor-made for, like, the perfect kind of tabletop class, in my opinion. Because they are magic, you know, they they are casters, in a sense, you know, and and they are also, like, full-on, you know, detectives and basically fighters or even barbarians, if you want them to be. Like, there are so many things at once, and yet all of it is justified. It's not, like... It's homebrewed, but the good kind of homebrew, not the bad kind, you know? Like, you're able to just kind of do whatever as long as you just kind of stick to particular tenets, I guess. And it was really fun getting to do that, which, again, for full posterity, I played the Witcher of the party because, of course. (laughs) But it was very fun. It just says, like, you know, and on a first impression, when you texted me and offered the spot to me, I just felt honored, really, because... I love The Witcher, and it means a lot to me. And getting to experience it with all of you and how well the party energy kind of, you know, meshed wonderfully, it just ended up being a wonderful experience. Like, I love playing tabletop. I'm, I'm in several games now that, that that are very fun, you know, and it's I love playing with all the people there. And obviously I have my own ideas for more stuff in the future, of course, to DM. But as a player, I prefer being a DM, actually, but as a player specifically... I probably felt not only the coolest and most competent I have ever felt being a player in a tabletop game, but also just on more of like a geeky, nerdy level, I haven't enjoyed a session that much, like a special one-shot thing that much ever, basically, than this. That's a bold statement. That's really good. Yeah, and, um, and of course, for, for now at least, I, I don't want to sit here and and say I And thing. I kind of agree with that, but I'll, I'll get to my point soon. Sure, sure, sure. So Gabby... Yeah, that last statement you made, um, Will, that I agree wholeheartedly. Like, I don't think I've ever had as much fun as a player. Um, And I'm particularly, like, I'm kind of, I love DMing. DMing is kind of my thing, the whole preparation aspect, the maps, the 
the the writing of the narrative, the creation of NPCs. That's always been my jam, and I enjoy. Um, I usually only play Drag, uh, Dragon Age. I, don't, I usually only play. I mean, D&D. you only do. All <laughs> usually only play Dragon Age. I this usually just <laughs> show up to his fucking house at any moment, and he's just on that bitch. I mean, you character, and I'm like, oh great. <laughs> hey, this is my seventh playthrough. Cool. <laughs> um. So. Oh god, I lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, so I play mostly D&D 5e. I have dabbled in other um, tabletops, but D&D has mostly been it for me. And I've always felt like on the player side, um, I, that 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 level of engagement that I felt with the Witcher tabletop has never been there for me as a D&D player. Um, because I really, fe- I mean, I think it's uh, twofold. I think on one hand being a player in such a well-crafted and well-defined world. Um, I remember going through the book uh, when you sent the, uh, co- the copy over to me, um, uh, Jay, and I remember yeah. going through all of this, and sure, I've seen the series, I've played the game, uh, the games, um, but, you know, seeing the level of detail that was in that book regarding the setting was just so... It was just great, because it really made me feel like okay my character has a purpose and role in this world and it's not solely it's not uniquely to be a fucking hero which is you know when you play games like D&D of course you kind of want to want that power fantasy you want to be hero uh best you know the the harshest of odds the toughest of odds um with with the witcher it really felt like the time and place of the world is is it, it really does inform your character, and right. then mm, yes. on the mechanic side, it's just amazing. I mean, I've always um, I, I've I've I love fifth edition D and D because it's sort of like a it's almost like a love letter to DMs to do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> but I, again, on the player side, oh, I've yeah. always felt um, a little restrained, a little um, held by a straitjacket in terms of what my character can do beyond just the prescribed me- mechanics of its, mm. of its class, which right. doesn't have yeah. as much variety Absol- to begin with. Absolutely, um, absolutely, 100% I agree yeah. with that. And, of course, it has to do with the design philosophy, which there's nothing wrong off of trying to, like, you know, leave things, um, you know, when you make classes that ha- that are easy to homebrew, then that obviously encourages DMs and even other players to make a ton of um, different subclasses, and then the, the reason that you can make that content so easily is because it, the, the specific isn't there. It's a little bit more generalized. In this game, wow, I just, I remember like I usually play um, supportive or healing classes um, in video games and in D&D. Um, but I was, I ended up uh, defaulting to a doctor, but I remember going through all of the options, <coughs> all the character classes, and I just, wow, well, the professions, right, because that's what they're called. Um, nice. Just the, the, the depth of of what you, like, the, it, they just didn't feel like this sort of, not, I mean, you know, just to start off, the, the whole aspect of you being able to be a, a blacksmith or a doctor, oh, you know? Oh, man, that's you so know? crazy cool. Yeah, like the fact that it's not without just it like... Being, without it being too insane, like, I guess you could say, you can be a blacksmith in D&D if you were an artist, an artist, artificer, but then, like, I always feel like, yeah, but the artificer is too much of a... 
it's too it's too magical it's too you know yeah it's yeah. not really it's not really what i want i wanted something more blacksmithy you know yeah and i feel like a lot of the classes are like that in dnd it's like it's on the one yeah, hand they're, um, they're really i don't know yeah, Artificial a lot of them fun. are... It's not that they're not cool. It's not that they're not inventive or, you know, appealing. It's um, it's the fact that they are so pinned. Like, they are so attached to a an identity. Like, if you are a bard, then you are a bard, and that's that, you know? Um, and then in a game like this, sure, you can be a doctor, but you can be different like very different types of doctor and it's not restricted to just for example if you're a cleric okay well you worship a different type of god well then you're a different type of domain but here it's really informed also by i feel the life path for example which i thought was oh. genius the way the life paths yes. are yes. designed in this game um it really just gives your character a palpable history you know and yeah. a real motivation to do yes. what they want oh, beyond you know just some very ambiguous um goal uh that uh, yeah the main that yeah, the main motivation being well we have to play next sunday so <laughs> yeah like like for example my character you know he's motivated by survival he's a doctor but he you know at the right. end of the day you know he he needs Play, he needs a roof over his head. He needs meals, and so he goes around and he treats people because he needs money. You know that's his main motivation, and so that's why he accepted the 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 request that we you know the quest that we uh, ended up um, doing. Right. But um, yeah, I feel like there's this combination to wrap it all up because I tend to go on tangents all the time. <laughs> I think there's this combination of just the game world facilitating deep character construction and the mechanics yes. just oh, like yes. pushing that further and i mean we haven't even gotten into like the actual like mechanics and systems but you know i'll <laughs> we'll, we'll oh. get to that eventually right let me let me just i gotta talk i love it Ugh. listen okay go ahead. go ahead i had been looking at the witcher for a while now because i i like to frequent drive through rpg Again, as a massive fan of Cyberpunk, I've been looking at everything Tarsalian Games has been done. Actually, well, I guess just Cyberpunk stuff, because I haven't really looked at Castle Frankenstein, which, right. for the record, is it Frankenstein? I think uh, I remember. Isn't, right. isn't it Falkenstein? Falkenstein. I'm so sorry. Cal yeah. I never played that. I don't know what that is. I just know it's uh, published by Tarsalian Games. So that's something that is a great surprise. It came in the box. Gonna have to play that at some point, right? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. But, um,. But, but I had been looking at The Witcher. My problem with games that are licensed or with games that are specifically for a genre is that I always tell myself, okay, but how interesting can it be, you know? Because right. the thing with Cyberpunk is that Cyberpunk isn't a tabletop RPG based on a video game, you know? There's a video right. game, sure, but it's based on a tabletop RPG. It was, it was tabletop for years. Yeah, it has two right. versions and a half, right. a thousand updates and, and, and like, and, and everything. There's so many books, yeah. you know? Um, Cyberpunk Red just recently came out. Um, so, so yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is my, this is it, you know? Like, I, I had, I, mean, I had, blah, 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 blah. sorry, I've been playing D&D for about five years. I've been DMing for about two or three. Um, and uh, I had um, I had played Dungeons. And by, by I say D and D, I mean not, I don't mean tabletops. I mean specifically Dungeons and Dragons. I played Dungeons and Dragons for a long time, fifth edition, and right. I felt like I, I I played it. I'm good, you know. Like I felt like I was ready to leave um, 
that game like thank it for its service but like i need something more and um sure. i found out with cyberpunk so for a long time i guess i didn't play dnd for five years i played it for about two and a half and then i found cyberpunk right. um but but um but i found that with cyberpunk and i became like out of all my friends i was the uh I like my tabletop playing friends and Gabby you know this I was the one who was like why play D&D when we can play cyberpunk cyberpunk <laughs> this cyberpunk that you know like no. I, I just love it and and for good reason because it has those life paths it has that um, um, those mechanics that are just so mm, you know and, and right. so much freedom and, and yeah it, it just, scratches it just, a different itch than I mean that's why that's itch. why Pathfinder yes. exists to begin with because yeah you know, right exactly people were jaded about the direction D&D was taken so they said well we're gonna make our own thing and then boom you right. got Pathfinder yeah. and then you got Pathfinder I, I, 2e you know yeah I and for a, the I record a, yeah I'm sorry. I have a friend. She's really into Pathfinder and tells me like these stories about it. And I really know next to nothing except for the fact that I just think it's really cool and I like how it does things differently. Right. You right. Know, I, I like Five E. Not to go on a spiel, so I apologize if you want to keep. No, going. no, it's all I, good. I like with I, I enjoy D and D five E. I do. Like it's good. I, and it's I also, good. I also and understand. Nothing wrong with a right. simplified game. There's nothing wrong. I think that's amazing. Right. It's uh-huh. really good Agreed. to get people into it. But I feel like after a while, I want it more. I want to, yeah, because mm-hmm. for me, it it comes down largely to like just uh, a preference for aesthetic. Of course, like a right. cyberpunk is my favorite version of punk I guess to, to use that that kind of thing apart yes, from maybe yes, like yes, retro yes. punk perhaps like I just I'm into that kind of thing anyway but I can't really sit here and say that I don't like the fantasy aesthetic because I really like The Witcher and I like Song of Ice Fire and I like Berserk and all this other kind of stuff and right. the thing about 5e and you brought up something really interesting there previously is about the 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 branding or the the fact that it's a um, what term did you use for it exactly I'm blanking out I'm stupid what was it um, um no 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 uh, about like The Witcher being a uh, a franchise, a um, a yeah, like it, it's it's like an adaption of something. Like cyberpunk started right. as a tabletop thing, so like we had this universe. Like D and D five e is as like approachable and acceptable as it is, because you really can go in there and theoretically you can do whatever you want. Like right. you really can go crazy with it, especially. And I would honestly suggest homebrewing. The more you homebrew stuff in five e, the better it gets. Right, Absolutely. but isn't that 100%. the problem ultimately? Right, sure. That it's a double edged sword. That's exactly. the, thing. That's the like, fact exactly. that you have to homebrew you can go, it. Like, you why can, can't it just? Because there's also a lot of bad homebrewado. Let me just say that. Actually, absolutely, you're right. There's a lot of very. <laughs> I, bad I felt like stuff. I felt like in all the time I played D and D, I played more homebrew than I played. Right, D and D as it was meant to be played. All right, you know? right, right. So like, I was like, I don't like, want to do this anymore. <laughs> it, it feels like every other tabletop thing that exists is constantly having like it's constantly in response to five E of like, hey, let's take what works about this and build upon it, or hey, we don't like this five yeah. E, let's let's do it. And that's not to say that any tabletop system is perfect, of course, because it's not obviously. But like something in particular that Cyberpunk does. That Witcher that translates incredibly well to incredibly the Witcher well. oh my God. is the life path system, which is oh something that I genuinely love. And that's the life path system isn't even something that I actively adhere to like twenty four seven or like one hundred percent. Let me let me get let me get started. Hang on, hang on. So like oh, I said, oh, okay. I was looking at the Witcher and I was like, "There's no way, there's no way," you know. All oh, right. So course. when I got this opportunity to review yeah. it. I was like, okay, let, perfect. I don't have to, you know, put money into getting something that maybe I don't like. It'll be interesting. Let me try it out. And I opened it up. I started reading, and I started realizing that this isn't just another. Because I like to collect um, tabletop right. handbooks for like yeah. really fucking weird shit. Like I have a, I don't know if you know this, guys. 
I think okay. Will might know it, but you know the movie Army of Darkness? Yeah. Yes. No. I have a tabletop RPG based on the Army of Darkness oh, God. movie. If is you don't know Army of Darkness, oh, no. it is a it Sam Raimi movie. No. It is the yeah, third movie oh, okay. in the Evil Dead trilogy. Honey, you got real ugly. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so like, okay, like, picture this. It is a horror movie, right? Yes. That turned into a comedy in the sequel, yes. and then they drove it home even further in Army of Darkness. Right, so it's like a campy, classic Sam Raimi campy um, a horror movie with heavy comedy elements. Um, and some guys in the I don't know, like '80s or some shit, because it's a really old book, just fucking made a tabletop out of it. And I'm like, really? What? And that's I had amazing. to get it. It's super that is, crazy. That's incredible. Rain yeah, would yeah, love, dude, Rain would love that. Oh I'll my god! I'll send pictures. I got it around here somewhere. Um, so, so I just like collecting stuff, you know. Of course, I, I like to just collect yeah. these really weird, like. Out of pocket tabletop RPGs, you know. That's that's a wonderful hobby. I think that's yeah. a really cool idea. Um, oh, not to mention the Witcher. Like, j- just brief aside. Sorry, I don't mean yeah. that. The the art, like the for the cover. For yeah, the that's Witcher what book I was gonna say. Is a is amazing. I I didn't think when I opened that book and I started reading it, I I was like, oh no, this isn't just another franchise or like adaptation tabletop RPG. This shit means business. And then I closed it again and I saw that the cover it said written by hold up. Ugh. By Pondsmith and Pondsmith. That's know, how that, it fucking says it. That that and got I was me. Like, oh shit. Oh that got shit. Me. I was very that 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 rolls off the tongue so well. Yeah, no. Like, oh my god. Yeah, much, man. Many thanks to Cody and Lisa Pondsmith. They both oh, did amazing. Oh my god. So for the record, again, Cody and Lisa Pondsmith are there. Are they, like uh, the, the son and daughter of Mike, or or they are they are sh- family with yes. the creator of Cyberpunk. Yes, Mike and that's just, and that's such a cool like passing it's of the insane. torch kind of thing. And again, I just, and again, I can't say this enough. Like the cyberpunk genre was largely undefined until the tabletop RPG came up. Like there was yes. a book, and and then I think maybe there were two books, and there was Blade Runner. And then Mike Pondsmith said, yeah. "I'm gonna make a whole universe out of this." He made it, and then boom! Like you know what I mean? I, I'm yeah. not saying that maybe cyberpunk was more influential than Blade Runner, but. To to ignore what that tabletop RPG did to define the genre is right. a complete blasphemy. Mike Pondsmith is the king. It's him and the guy who wrote that other book whose name escapes me, and this is why we need a William Gibson. Looked, there we go. You know, like yes. that's just it. You can Google that. I Googled it like a few days ago, and they they just come up. You know, like it's just Mike Pondsmith is just the guy. He's that guy. You're not that guy, Val. No, he is that guy. You know. Yeah, there's many wonderful cyberpunk authors, but but Tom Smith, he really does. Like he he, he killed he it, man. A lot of credit. He really does. Him and that his wife paved actually. the way. Uh, him and his wife. You're right. Absolutely, you're right. Uh, which I forget her name, unfortunately, and I feel so bad about that. But even then, like with that cyberpunk, like being able to translate it from like, oh, we can watch a movie or read a book, but we can play it as a game. Playing it, playing things as a game changes everything. Lisa Pond like Smith. Yeah. Oh, then yeah, perfect. It, it really pushes it into the stratosphere of like now it's different, and obviously I'm, sh- I wonder maybe maybe they did it, but it's like that paves the way for obviously in the '90s you get really influential cyberpunk material, i.e. Ghost in the Shell and The Matrix, Ooh, yeah. mm-hmm, huge, mm-hmm. like huge, you know, like and I can imagine maybe maybe not I do not quote me on this, but like maybe they played the tabletop perhaps, or if not, like they were some kind of fan to it. It just it adds more, but cyberpunk. The tabletop of module, I guess, just added a lot to the genre. A lot, it really did. And for yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, so when I saw that name, I said, okay, this shit's really good, and it's everywhere. Yeah. It's in the, 
in the life path, like like you said, like you guys said, it's in the combat, it's in the design, the style, the weapons, and I'm yes. like, there. I came out of The Witcher, like there's no reason for me to play any other fantasy RPG at this point. I think unless it has mechanics like these, like this is it, you know. <laughs> I never sure. played Pathfinder, uh, but this shit's crazy. This shit was awesome. This shit was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was incredibly impressive, like getting to read through the book and just yeah. like the, the the way the magic system works and the way this and that, just all of it, like it just and it's it, very and the, unique. And it's just the life path system in particular. I don't mean to keep go banging the drum, of course. But oh, but it's so it good. Just, it just fits so it just fits. well into this universe. Like it, it's almost unca- like it was made for it beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really, it really does. Oh, but yeah, this, this but is it. This book that I'm slapping. And then right the now, way they um, they integrate the action economy, funnily enough, um, from the video games, where you know in the video games you generally have your light attack and your strong attack, right? And yes, then yes, yes, how, yes. Um, we were in middle of combat, and then suddenly like, oh, wait a second, we can oh, choose to like normal attacks, quote unquote normal attacks, can just be two of them. You can just right. attack twice, or you can do one big strike and you take a, a you you add a modified negative modifier to your hit but you do double damage so right, even right. little details like that which harken to the video games but also create like it, it's just those little things that give it so much depth in combat for example also the idea yep. that you can use stamina for a variety of things you know witchers use it for their signs but Everybody can just use it for an extra action, and I'm sure um, magic class, like pure magic classes or priests, uh, you know, they can probably use it for another for other things. You know, it's that um, versatility of the system that yeah, really right. it's like wow. <laughs> it's super. It's super good, and and like you know, I, I feel like if people aren't taking this game seriously, I don't mean I don't know how it's selling. I don't know anything about it, um, but it's like early, if but if, if anyone's looking at this. And they're right. like, oh, it's a licensed game. I don't know. License, that's gonna what be? I was thinking of. License, yeah. that's the word, yeah. Um, <clears throat> you need to give this a shot. This is really good, you know? Yeah. yeah and yeah, the yeah. World of the Witcher is super fun. It's it's not high fantasy. If you're looking for high fantasy, you're not going to find it. You're going to find a grim, dark world where you're probably going to die in your first combat uh, encounter. But that's just how the Pondsmiths roll. That's how they've been doing it since the fucking 80s, bro. Cyberpunk's brutal, you know? It is, and then I just kind of look at Gabby and Raul, and I just kind of smile <laughs> to myself and tent my fingers. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah. Um, I'm su- I want to talk characters. With, honestly, I'm surprised we left. We didn't die for the. Right <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, yeah I'm generally like. I'm not. But but like here's the, the thing. I'm 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 not surprised you guys did it because but you had to plan for it. you didn't just run in there rolling a shit yeah, roll right. dice yeah. like that was like a meticulous plan where you're like oh we're gonna do this and then it's gonna do that and it's gonna fall well, in a trap hey, and then and I was like you, yes you wanna know why you wanna know why because yeah. that's why you needed a professional and I'm not a professional <laughs> of course of course and uh, uh, definitely yeah. once we had once our plan had you know kicked in then I think a, a, some sense of safety kicked you know also kicked in yes. yes but um before that even you know when, when the wolves came around it was like whoa like i don't know about this one guy <laughs> I, was, I wasn't so worried about the wolves i was more worried about the the fucking the big creature the creature yeah the, the frog the toad like i didn't have weapons like i was just let's get to that let's get to that let's get to that talk to me yeah you are the weapon realm yeah that's true yeah you're right i literally tossed it let's get to that 
And I said, yeah. fuck this. I'm going to punch it. And I did. L- let's get to that. Let's get to that. Raul, <laughs> so talk to me about Olaf real quick. Just oh, Olaf. Who did this? Uh, I want to I wanna have the opportunity to highlight the character that this game allowed you to make. Uh... So please tell me about this boy. Tell me about my son. I love him so much. <laughs> I love my son. Uh, a little fucking brother in this. Anyway, I mean honestly, there's there's not a lot to him. As I stated before, he's That's like he's like a dwarf. That's he's, a lie. he's five five. He's he's dumb. He's, he's really strong. King. Really fucking strong. He's a sh- he's a short. Yeah, king. he is. A short Do you have king. the life path around here somewhere? Uh, I should uh, but i uh it's um his life path is uh he's a criminal um he was trained by a criminal but also yeah because you you a soldier? he was an orphan and he was well no he was Will, will's here like shut the fuck up i know your character boy. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. no because i'm saying i helped you i'm trying to remember, right, yeah, like, yeah i remember right. we we constructed it like he was an or you, you wanted him to be an orphan from Skellige. Yeah, and yeah. Then he was found by a criminal early in his youth, and he was basically raised by him. Right. Yeah. Like he has no parents. And, I mean, he does. And I believe, yeah. I believe you made the criminal and the man at arms the same person. Pretty much. He yeah. was a soldier, and then he resorted to yeah, criminal, exactly. criminality. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, like he has that. goofy clothes. Uh, <laughs> okay, now they're flamboyant. They're not goofy. <laughs> flamboyant <laughs> was the word we used. Yeah. 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 I, I like that you said he's from Skellige, right? Yeah, he is from yes. Skellige. I love that. As soon as I saw Skellige like on the list, the I was like, "Man, fuck everything like, else." Skellige's where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love that this game allows it makes the world so big mm-hmm. by allowing these characters to come from different places. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I yeah. feel like. Man, I don't want to keep bragging on Dungeons and Dragons. I really don't. But <laughs> I feel there, like there are a lot of options <laughs> that come from Dungeons they're, and Dragons. There, I, I feel like when you make, yeah, sure, sure. But when you make a character, you make the character, and then where he's from. Like if you go back to his background, you just, you know, he's from not from here. The end. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, because that's like the that power of specificity. Because because Five E is so general. And because so much of what people play with 5e is not in the Forgotten Realms, and even if it were in the Forgotten Realms, there's not that much. Like, the Forgotten right. Realms aren't specific enough to me for somebody to say, oh, I come from this village, and it's like, okay, well, I know the kind of person Long you fuck. might be, you know? Whereas in The Witcher, right, right. you know, you're talking about a very specific world right? Um, right. where... You know, like when you're doing the life pass, you know, your life path, you have all these regions, and then within those regions, you know, you could come from completely different socioeconomic backgrounds mm-hmm. um, right. or cultural backgrounds. So, like, uh, for example, I love the, the, the fact that you could play an elf from the uh, from Nilfgaard. And it's yes. that's insane to me because naturally we don't see much from Nilfgaard in the games in particular, but. Um, you know when you when you think about the fact that you could play this elf from Nilfgaard who has has a you know probably a lot better than elves in the northern kingdoms and then there's this disconnect and you start digging deep into like how these life paths really create unique characters that's it's just like it's really like, you know like well said like we could go on and on about this yeah like, really it's just could. so good it's so good all right yeah. what else can you tell me about Olaf uh uh, he was a fist fighter. He, he, the world. he fight, yeah. He fight. He fight hard. Honestly, <laughs> Olaf. Olaf is cool. I like Olaf a lot, but uh, he's not. He's not really that deep. 
he's he's not that fleshed out of a character. I I really didn't make him that way because this isn't you know I don't do this often. Right. Um, right. Well, th- the thing. Sorry, I keep f- going. Go ahead. I feel like the magic. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay, we're all interrupting each other. Go ahead. Well, well, no. Okay, then let me let me just go <laughs> and get out of the way. Go ahead. The, the thing that the, here's the thing about it is that the thing that's beautiful about uh, collaborative storytelling because oftentimes oh, I think I was you know, going to say exactly what you were about to say Will so I was gonna, uh, okay yeah uh, the way you can phrase it or like you can have certain phrases playing in your head you can do this you can do that mm-hmm. things that you want to do but it's very much like being like in, uh, in like an improv group where it's like you're kind of having to like to play off each other but you yes. have a script yes which this that's the RP or role play is my fit like the story and theming of tabletop is is what I prefer more than anything else you know I'm, I'm not really very like e- mechanically uh, intensive even when I was DMing my Call of Cthulhu campaign I did keep that in mind though I do want to work on that more for my Vampire the Masquerade campaign but for me like the story and the role play is where like a lot of the fun comes up because I know that when you make a character you will have a certain idea in mind mm-hmm. right you say I want to make you know, like, like for example back in D&D I wanted to make I had this concept for a character that I had built in Star Wars. His name was Matthias, and he was going to be a Jedi that grew a disillusion with the Order, maybe fell in love with a very pretty Sith woman, of course, yada, yada, yada. But it was the idea that I had this idea for a character that could be a Jedi or like a a paladin, you know, someone that's very involved with like an intrinsic, nearly religious order, grow disillusion with that order, you know, fall from that, and then kind of become more of a gray Jedi, I Mm. guess. I made him in D and D, which then like the character creation of that change, where I always I never really thought of how he would be racially until it's like oh he's going to be an Azamar in this, but also he's going to be a fallen Azamar, which means he's you know he's basically a fallen angel, which means he's tinted by this darkness that falls, and I'm like okay I wasn't really planning for that, but that influences his story because his character is all about you know again honor what does personal honor mean to me? What does it being a knight mean to me? You know, am I a good person? It's constantly balancing between light and dark. But it's the idea that in, as it grew, I didn't plan for him to be like really good at cooking or be a chef. But that character trait came out over the course of the campaign where he was really into cooking. And like botany, for example, completely picked up through improv, basically. And I continued that, obviously, bringing him to Final Fantasy XIV and everywhere else that I put him. So with Olaf, something that you did, Raul, that I really like, is that when Sophia, she had cast Igni to to scare away the wolves when they were uh, getting to the village in the middle of the night, you did something very purposeful where you had him throw out his hand mimicking her emotion in the same way and the idea that like I know that Olaf what he values most is knowledge but I really liked this idea that he was really interested in magic and that he almost like he almost not that he like reveres or idolizes Sophia of course Mm -hmm. though she is a wonderful big lady but the idea that like he saw that and thought that was cool and there was almost like a child like like I want to do that I want to do that and obviously the world of the Witcher magic in this world is awful it's fucking terrible and it ruins a person it ruins people it actually ruins people and it's horrible and so it's the idea of imagining that and Sophia knowing that and also seeing how Olaf is now like it's just this interesting dichotomy of he could theoretically try that maybe one day if if possible he could but what would he have to sacrifice to get that Mm -hmm. and we don't know but that's wonderful though like I like that for Olaf because it's like that was something that maybe you did on the spot but that's interesting where it's like okay yeah, it, it adds mm-hmm. it, it, it instantaneously adds, adds more personality yeah. to your character yeah. yes so honestly great great stuff you don't have to worry about that 
Dope. Yeah, excellent. I think this is yeah. a good opportunity to maybe transition to you, Will. Oh yeah, yeah no, I, I didn't mean to kind of. I didn't mean to speak. F I didn't. Okay. Well, no, I mean, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, I'm, I'm if, very if good you at want me to be honest, I feel like I always make the same character. Like when I started out in Dark Souls, for example. Or like when I started sure. playing those games, I was like, you know what? I just want to be a big, strong motherfucker who just one hits that. bosses. That. That's <laughs> it. And that's totally uh, cool, yeah. man. Like you could it always cool. be a big, strong motherfucker who one hits. Bosses. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But I, I think for um, whenever this kind of concludes, like the whole Olaf and. Um, Sophia. Oh yeah, because we're, we're gonna keep playing. I feel like we all enjoyed yeah. this so much yeah. that we're gonna yeah, keep absolutely. playing this. Yeah, yeah. Um, whenever that concludes, whenever our three characters conclude, um, I'm, I'm probably going to branch out and do something else for sure. That's All a good right. idea. I, I definitely I, have such a, I advise that. I think that's good. But I love Olaf, and I oh, can't yeah. wait to see him flourish into something. Like I, like I can't. I can't wait to see him be actually knighted. I hope he gets knighted. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, we're all uh, all the characters are kind of like that at the beginning, right? Because I feel yes. like Sophia, as we move over to her, she's just. You know, grr, Witcher. You know, <laughs> and Lucy. Right. Well, this. Yeah. Uh, this was okay. You, you, I have the talking pillow now. Walk with me. We're going on a walk, everyone. <laughs> okay, I'm 15 minutes late. Let's go. I mean, I was gonna say. I was just gonna say that Lusky also. Um, he don't, yeah. He's the doctor, and he's just like I'm, I. I am knowledge driven, and I want to help. But like right. at, by the end of this, or or even halfway through, this could totally flip. Like these experiences, or mm. I guess because like the, the experiences the characters encounter throughout uh, their world and how they interact with it is what makes them more um, alive. I don't think anyone yes. shows up into a tabletop RPG with ten pages worth of like. You know, right. character yeah, elements or whatnot. Yeah, you just kind of make it up as you go, and then by the end of it, the character breathes by itself, and you're just yes. a vessel. One hundred percent. Yeah, in um, part because because um, yeah. sometimes, especially if it's not a pre-made world um, or like a pre-existing world, I mean, um, you can't. Oh wait, no! I lost my train of thought again. What? <laughs> <laughs> I had a little brain fart. What was I gonna say? Wait, give me a second. The brain fart. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. <laughs> well, like, for, like, like, for is, that, is that what it's like when you brain fart? You. Wait till go you've ahead. never seen me the app. You should see what I do when I go suddenly like. Ah, like <laughs> oh, love it. Ah, love give me a second. Give me a second. <laughs> like you're chain smoking. <laughs> All right, so. With Zofia obviously getting to play a Witcher, put me in a very interesting and almost precocious position because it meant that not only did I gain a massive advantage in terms of like uh, potential character personality and also just the combative like 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 uh, how Gabby stated like the action economy. Of course, being a Witcher is the most versatile thing you can do in combat, and obviously it shows because I pissed Jay off, which I was very happy about that. Um, but being a Witcher is. A terrible curse. Like anyone who thinks that being a Witcher is cool, which many children like in universe think that it's amazing and it's like, oh, I want to be a Witcher, I want to be a Witcher, and it's like, no, you don't. It's it's a curse. It's a burden. Like Geralt knows that like more there shouldn't be like more Witchers because of what it robs you of. It robs you of your humanity, literally. Unfortunately, the thing, the common misconception that spreads across the land, obviously because people are ignorant and stupid. And they're just fearful and they don't know because those are the, our two greatest threats to us as humanity. Is that witchers do still feel that their emotions are not gone, but they are suppressed, but they are also given this stigma of we are emotionless monsters. Like we are monsters. We had to create monsters to slay monsters and all that stuff, of course. So 
with Sophia and with designing her life path, I, I wanted to give it up to a, a roll of the die and what, what the gods decided for me, you know. And something that I was met with very interestingly is that uh, the thing she valued most is honor and also her, her, her as obviously the, the, the system that Cyberpunk and also Witcher uses is the idea that you can also determine your character's outlook on other people, uh, their most valued possession, their most valued person, etc., etc., the thing she values most is honor, and her opinion of people are, is she thinks people are great, which is really funny considering being a witcher is very difficult in that universe, and so is being a woman. So the deck is stacked against her twice or twofold, mm. and I thought and it was I wanted to play around with that to the best of my ability of like, Zofia is a person who believes in people still, but is also actively rendered bitter when she's let down by that, you know. But it was also constantly like I enjoy playing the hero in games. You know, I, I enjoy being that kind of charismatic, strong, you know, like more heroic person. Again, like that's like where you know obviously Matthias comes from. But it gets more complicated. Obviously, like any character that I make, it's always take this concept, but mix it with this and see where it comes about. With with Sophia, I wanted her to be kind, like obviously kind to non-humans, so obviously like Olaf and, and Lusky are just immediately like she's more endeared to them just because like they are not humans basically, already. Mm. Which I feel like is maybe not so much an intrinsically like a witcher thing to do, but it's just this idea that like she's been there, and she's going to protect them just because that's what she does. It's like she's basically like the older sister of the group, basically. But I didn't want to do it in that cliche, oh, the D&D party is a found family, we're a family now, ha ha ha. I didn't really want to push into that in an almost like hammy or forceful sort of way. I wanted it to be very organic of just like, it's difficult for me to overtly express to you my emotions, but I'm going to do what I can to show you that I give a shit, even now, basically. And... With The Witcher, their empathy stat is capped at 6, can't go above 6, because of course... And with that, it was also kind of difficult because often I like playing very charismatic and persuasive characters. And witchers have points like an authority and intimidation, and it's not impossible to get good persuasion roles with them, of course, but it's not easy. Like, it isn't easy to do that because it means... It's like, not easy. Are, yeah, it, it, witchers are inherently, like, looked down upon and they're feared and they're hated. Literally, that is their status <laughs> in, like, yeah. all the lands except for, like, two. And it it put me in this interesting position of people are often not going to like me or they're going to be scared of me and I have to use that to my advantage which means Sophia has to use that to her advantage so it's like she gives a shit about people a lot but it's like she's constantly having to reconcile with the fact that people don't give a shit about her but instead of her being like upset about it, she just gets annoyed. That's why she threatened to feed the the elder of the village to you know <laughs> to the beast but, only, but she only did that in a utilitarian sense because it was to solve the real problem because that's what witchers do solve problems and I wanted to try and convey her confidence but also the idea that she wasn't cocky she just knew that she was good because again I think witchers just kind of have that about them even though some of them are overtly cocky Lambert Lambert what a prick but yeah <laughs> um, yeah that's for you Gabby but yeah no it's um I just hope that I did a good job conveying what it means to be a witcher, I guess. Oh, for sure, man. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I really feel like you nailed it in that aspect. Thank like, you. the performance was there, 100%. Thank you. That, that means a lot to me. It really does. Because I definitely did not want to do Geralt. 
but it's like there are obviously other little inspirations I did again for posterity for the sake of the podcast we were able to have you know her own little fuck moment you know like he does in the show of course but really it was, it was just the moment we got into the village and everything was good and then there's the mention can we spoil the story can we spoil that is that okay oh yeah spoil away we already gave a little warning <clears throat> good uh, the second that the elder mentioned the cursed house I was just like the, 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 the metal gear exclamation point popped over my head I'm like I know exactly what I'm doing like I know exactly what's going to happen and I was insistent about it like I was very insistent about really it were. because it's entirely possible he's not giving up thank you yeah no it, it, it was this thing of like okay I know where this is going because the beauty of the witcher as a universe is that there's always a twist you know there's, yeah. there's always a twist to this fantasy of like okay here is this fairy tale sort of situation that's happening but there is this dark secret that is constantly being kept. Like, what happened? And oftentimes, it's not even necessarily a purely malicious secret. It's often something really tragic and depressing happened that nobody took the time to deal with, so now you have consequences. And I like this idea, like, okay, there's a cursed house. Maybe this is a side quest. Maybe it's related to the full quest. We don't know. And she tried to convince the elder, and he wasn't having it. He wanted her to stay away from it. And I, th- and that's why, like, instead of just beating him down, like, in front of the bonfire there, I tried to pull back and be more clever about it and be like, ask everybody else, see what's going on. And when no one gave anything, like, nothing, I had her meditate and just explore the house just on her own volition, without the party, without anything. And, and you know, and it was an amazing moment. Right. You know, lighting... Yeah, the, the torch, getting down there, discovering what was down there, which I don't really want to spoil that image because I was very impressed by how that looked. Just discovering what was down there was a very, like, this is... I felt like I was playing the game again. I really felt like I was Batman, you know? Anyway. I really felt... I really felt um, like I was Spider-Man. You know, like that <laughs> moment, that was the moment to me that I'm like, they nailed it. Like, to me, like, this is like the... And again, of course, I'm playing an actual Witcher, so of course, that there is a bias here, there is a, an advantage here, but I right. felt it. I was like, this is it. I'm like, this is... This is it, you know? What about you, Gavi? What do you think? Um, I agree, even with this... Um so what you just said, Will, about that you really felt like you were in The Witcher, like you were playing The Witcher, but you had an advantage yes. because you were playing The Witcher. But yes. funnily, uh, I mean, funny enough, um, I felt like I was a doctor in... Like, I, I really felt like I was playing The Witcher game just as a doctor. Um, right. I don't know if that's... I mean, I'm sure that that's partly because of the whole life path thing where, like, you kind of... You, you create this image of your character that is inseparable with the world um, that you're playing it in or because of the, just the way they work or like the, the, char- the, the character profession itself or for, for the record um, I played a Vran which is a lizard folk um, race um, uh, I love that I, pull by the way I, I love that pull, by the way. Like that—that that was going deep, like deep, like elder folk, you know, like edge of the world kind of thing. Like you don't really mm. see that. Like I love that. I think that was such a great choice that you did. It's actually yeah, one of the uh, um, the new races in the Book of Tales book. That's a, that's awesome. I really like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, and my way of, um, and this is again what I like about um, how those life paths work. Um, I what was most interesting during character creation. Uh, wasn't even like I think I had even more fun trying to tie in 
his background as just a person and his profession as a doctor. Mm. Um, and I had loads of fun, honestly. Um, I, you know, it's kind of it's a it's a, a little even hilarious maybe that i never really got to healing but that's um because our well healing quote unquote since um at quote the unquote. end of the day what well i mean doctors do have healing hands as their core ability so i guess they do actually heal but um <laughs> but uh i really like how the doctors benefit from this um mechanic of like the critical wounds for example in the game where um that never actually came into play but i remember reading it and i was like wow this is this is really really like this is much more layered than what you'd find in other tabletop games this um because as a doctor you really feel like you know i am an essential part of this group and you know nobody else can really take care of critical wounds as easily as i can so that is you know that's my job and um and i don't know what else to say about my character really i just had a lot of fun playing them i think the the story of the lizard folk in particular is very is very interesting how the elves used um what was it uh biological warfare against them and then since they were already weakened, the humans came in and basically yep. wiped out what was left of them. That's really interesting, oh I find. Um, how they're not written as these sort of like... Because uh, the, uh, the first comparison that comes to mind is the the lizard folk in D&D. And in D&D, they're, they're not stupid or mindless, but... They really like that context of the fact that they had like a civilization. Really, um, they had a society as lizard folk as Fran. What in a society? That we live in a society where. Oh my god! <laughs> you really do need a producer. Okay, yeah, keep going, Gabby. <laughs> but yeah, that that whole context of the race really made it. Um, it, it it gave me like. It really pushed me to, to choose that one over other races, you know. Um, I like that, that every um, racial choice in the game is backed up by a lot of store of history, you know. Um, whereas in other games, there's really not much of that. It's, you know, you have your main races and they all have very elegant and, you know, deep histories. But then you have... I don't know, merfolk, and there's not much about that. <laughs> or, like, you have angel, an, an angelic race, and it's just, you know, they're angelic, and that's it. You know, I feel like every... Because I went through all of the races when deciding what to make my character, and I was really, you know, just reading and reading, because it was all so interesting, right? But yeah, I, um, I really enjoyed my character. I enjoyed how he played off of... Um, Olaf and Sophia um, interacting with them was great. Uh, the way uh, uh, when I mean I guess this is already going from a tan into a tangent from my character, but really going into that town felt like I was playing The Witcher, and I was just going into this random village in bumfuck nowhere <laughs> and discovering the side quest almost. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, I don't know what else. What else can I can I say about my character, Jay? What else? <laughs> so I think that's that's a pretty good summary. Uh, um, I'll I'll say something about Doctor Lusky. I love him. <laughs> oh, we love that. We love that. 
I like Lusky. Uh, it was I a little hard. Yeah. Yeah. Lusky and Olaf. Lusky, I would die for Lusky and Olaf. Like, like one hundred. Like I would. Like Sophia would protect these fucking idiots with her fucking life. That's too. That's too bad. And Olaf's gonna die first, but you know. No, he's <laughs> not. No, he's he's no. He's an epic not. sacrifice, dude. He's gonna say, "Olaf, oh, finally smart," oh. and he dies. Super oh no! <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah, no. Olaf He's always thinking like mm, Olaf Strong. Yeah, yeah like we, there, there's something I want to bring up. So I don't, I don't mean to keep rambling on about the character stuff. Mm. Something I like that we all did with each other that we kind of picked up and we kind of like, you know, I kind of did one thing, Rel did another thing, Gabby did another thing, and I'm like, wait a minute, we're all doing something. Okay, I'll lean into this. What's was that? how there was a lot of nonverbal communication going on mm-hmm. in the party. Oh yeah, yeah. And and the thing that I really liked is that there was two like things in particular that I liked that Sophia shared uniquely with with each character. With Olaf, of course, there was occasional moments where she would pat his head, mm. yeah, but it was not so much the head patting, but rather the when moments of encouragement came about, there was these moments where Sophia would kind of flex, you know, you know, or, or curl one of her biceps mm. and pat yeah. it. And like she wouldn't even have to say anything and then he would kind of mimic that in the idea of like working him up, getting him motivated, get, make, reassuring him that like we're strong, we got this. Like she doesn't have to say anything. She just they already kind of have this like trust, you know, because again, actions speak louder than mm-hmm. words, they always right. do. Mm-hmm. And another thing as well is that it more in less a more brawn way, but more of a brain way, with Lusky, a lot of the Lusky and Sophia's interactions were not by words, but rather the looks that they gave each other. They were always communicating to each other with their eyes, and I really liked that. I thought like they would look at each other, and it's almost like again, Sophia's kind of somewhere in between the realm of like if Olaf is emotion and Lusky is logic, she's kind of in between that, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Which is usually how a lot of my characters end up, I suppose, but it's the idea that Zofia would look at Lusky and kind of just be like, what do you think? Like, do you think this is a good idea? And it's like, no, this isn't a good idea. No, this is a good idea, you know? <laughs> and it's almost like they would kind of defer to each other on particular decisions of, like, there is this reassurance. Or not so much reassurance as in the case with Olaf, but rather um, premeditation and just <coughs> over more decision-making, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if Lusky seemed, like, fearful you know, he would share a look with her, she would look at him, and then she would draw the silver sword, and it's like, okay, well, we'll be alright, we got this. It's, again, a lot of nonverbal communication, which was kind of new. We haven't really, any game that I've been in, I, you know, I've tried to push little moments like that, but, like, here, it really, I think, like, that was one of the things I, I believe we excelled at. Yeah. I think. I really liked that. Just because there's already such a attention drawn to eyes, especially in The Witcher anyway, because obviously Witchers have, you know, specialize anyway of yeah. course but mm. so I just wanted to bring that up because I, I uh, that's basically one of the mental notes that I took in my head because my actual notes that I took were basically Zofia uh, Luski and Olaf are best friends and the <laughs> second note was the mechanics of the world weave together cyberpunk and 5e beautifully uh, allowing for versatility in you know character creation and where you really want to take them as far as like narrative pathing goes and that was like it I barely beautiful. took any actual notes. All my notes are up here. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. And I mean, that, that, I guess that's a testament to how much fun you had. So, yes. I mean, shit. What else were we <coughs> gonna talk about? The book, so. Yeah, that's right. No, for posterity, Rel, you bought the first three books. Yeah, I did. Yes, we oh, stopped playing, and this guy was like, "Yo, 
I bought the book. <laughs> so I'm like, yo! Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah. Like, I I, I'm well. about to buy the games, actually, because I just got fade. I was going to do it today. Do it, dude. So, Please do. Uh, I, I had, started I've playing had the Witcher first 3 one again. for years. You started playing Witcher 3 again? Look at this shit, man. Well, what else were we going to talk about? We talked about our characters, the... Um, I also have my Witcher medallion in real life as a good luck charm. I, just yes. hmm. I think we gotta hit the. I think we should hit the mechanics, mechanically speaking. Yes. Like for example, we can talk about the combat. We can talk about that. I'm no expert on um, that, yes. but you were right about the I, whole creativity thing coming into it. Oh, yes, 100. percent I was reading at it, and it's a shame we didn't fight people in this one because. Oh, um, yeah, I can't wait. Person oh. person fighting. Oh, oh. I can't wait, dude. <laughs> dude, let me tell you some shit. Let me tell you some shit that got my dick. That bit, that did you hear that? <laughs> that was my dick, bro. Okay, it sounded so. really, it sounded light, so I don't know. It sounds kind of small to me. <laughs> Damn, really uh, to me. Um, so <laughs> the the combat was, and I was telling this to Gabby. Um, cyberpunk is deadly, right? But the way cyberpunk works is that when you, everyone understands that when guns are drawn, it you it's over. You know, a gu- drawing a gun in like Totentas or fucking i mean you wouldn't dare draw a gun of the afterlife but i'm gonna say it's yeah. uh, drawing a gun there is kind of like um it's not something you want to do unless you're gonna use it you know mm. and and if you're gonna use your gun you better be ready to catch some bullets yourself you know and you're probably going to die there's a it's a coin flip away from death right that's like a, a bar fight sort of situation where you just pull out a gun and not no ambushes no nothing Shootouts are like that in Cyberpunk. It could go sideways immediately. No amount of body armor, no amount of expensive weapons or or planning could really stop a stray bullet from taking you out. Um, and I think they capture that beautifully. The problem with Cyberpunk is that when the bullets start flying and you get hit, right? Um, if Cyberpunk combat is always to the death, to the death, that's the problem. Well, because when you get hit, let's say you get hit in the arm or in the chest or in the stomach. And you're good. There's no reason to route. You just gotta keep shooting. You got hit and you're good. Then two things happen. Either the adrenaline was too high and it doesn't matter, right? You pass your shock save pretty much. Or um, you're gonna die anyways. So just keep shooting and make sure he goes down with you. There's no reason for like for you to stop shooting after catching a bullet. That's just how it is, you know. It's you or me at that point. Hmm. Once the guns are drawn. But in Witcher, interestingly enough, the game kind of lends itself so that one good sword strike to a specific limb can end the fight in the other guy being like, you know what, I give up. I value my life too much. Because the, the and maybe this is a narrative sort of situation, right? Um, right. The nature of sword fighting or like physical combat, it's so gruesome and bloody. It's not like a bullet going through your abdomen and instantly cauterizing the wound. So like there's not a massive splash of blood or like, yeah, you're bleeding out. But like it, it's it, it tends to be cleaner unless the exit wound is a mess is what I'm trying to say, you know? Mm. But like taking a sword to the fucking like ribs or something and then it opens you up and now you can see your insides and you're screaming bloody mortar and you take your damage point and you've been critically wounded so now you're you have a permanent damage to your body which can never be healed for the record it always carries negative impact like negative penalties to your attributes even if you're healed so you're all fucked up you know like like you can make it better but there's like your character will now always have a limp or there's always something like that. that the book has it right there you know 
I was gonna say, can, can I can I interject with something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love that. It's that, insane. That is something. That that's insane. That also is seems like a nice reference. Yeah. To something that happens to Geralt in the ah, actual Ah, well, there books. you go. Look at that. Because he gets injured in a particular way, where I think I believe he shatters. Uh, and I think it's the second book or the third book. I, I, I believe he shatters a bone in combat, and that he gets it fixed afterwards. But from then on, he always is perpetually like in a state of like a dull pain there, right. and it, it affects his fighting style. That's it. That's literally what the book translates. So then it becomes like the situation where if you're fighting and you take a hit and you're good, do you really want to keep fighting right now? Like you got lucky. That that sword did not kill you. Do you want to just drop the sword and figure it out? So as I was reading it, I'm like, you know what? I feel like combat in this game could lead to like my players taking down NPCs but not actually finishing them off. You know, maybe they kill one or they hurt one or they hurt a few and they're like, you know what? Fuck this. My life is too valuable. What do you want from me? Money, information, just let me go, you know? And I feel like that's pretty cool because it adds this not only this value to life right which is a, right. an aspect which is interesting when you consider that npcs are like sorry are like enemy mobs are usually disposable people that you know you just dump into the nearest i don't know fucking garbage disposer disposal because you go through so many of them right um here it's like really heavy and and there is a reason like after after getting them seriously wounded once whether it's a light wound or a, or a critical wound they're probably just going to want to bail out um, I feel like that just makes combat really gruesome in an interesting way you know right. I can see and how compared to cyberpunk it would because I mean a bullet's a bullet you know once you yeah. get shot enough time or like you're and, either and, getting and, and, shot and, once and you're good or you got shot 50 times and you're dead there is no in between yeah exactly like um, the chaos of cyberpunk's combat and their, the <laughs> setting it makes it so that it's 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 all or nothing right here there's a there's a narrative opportunity for you to you know <laughs> like you said put the weapon put your weapons down and right. you know try to, to survive by whatever means necessary and right. um, if that's begging for your life and that's begging for your fucking life um, that's definitely very much like it, it makes much more logical sense in in this world where where the combat is gruesome but it's also, you know, there's you can recover. I mean, sure, maybe you got your arm chopped off by, by a witcher's sword or anyone's sword. But you know, there, that doesn't immediately translate into your dead. Right, right. It's just so I was so compelled by that. I really was, and um, like that's just the combat. The I feel like um, the uh, I really liked how they work with the different um, monetary values in the game because I feel like they try to do that with Dungeons and Dragons again I don't mean to rag on that game but like they have copper silver gold and eagles who the fuck uses anything but gold in that game seriously <laughs> oh no yeah, the, the economy the economy of D&D is an afterthought like by 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 level, I don't know four. Or it's five. strictly gold. Really People only gold. use strictly gold, yeah, and it's not just yeah. the, it's like it's just gold. It's not even like 
not only is the economy an afterthought like you're saying, but like there are no different. It's just gold. You you get paid in gold, which is insane because I guess again the the book is like a, a beer a mead is two copper coins. No, it's just gold. One gold. Like that's just how it is, you know. So inflation in every game I've played is just re unless you're playing like a really realistic game, people just do gold because it's easier. But the fact that Witcher is out here, like, here are all the different regions, and here's the coin all the different regions use, right? And, you know, there's also the Royal Crowns, right? Which is, like, the universal one. It yeah. really gives incentive to add a little bit of world bu world building, right? To be like, oh, I'm paying you in this and Bizon or whatever, you know? And mm -hmm. it's like, oh, that's interesting, it just adds a little bit more caveat. You don't. You can still do the old. It's gold. It's all gold. It doesn't matter. But you can also pay people in different currencies, mm. and there could be this like little like. It just makes the world seem so much bigger, with so little effort. You know, because first right. of all, it, it, it's converting it for you in the book, and second of all, um, it's not like the different. Like it's not like it's copper, it's silver, it's gold. Where it's still universal. It's just less so. Um, so now you you know it's just it's 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 just more interesting. I feel like it's just more interesting to to be like, for example, in Cyberpunk I've done it. Euro dollars are good in Night City, but if you go to fucking Europe, you can't buy shit with Euro dollars. You know, like who the fuck uses Eddies in 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 Spain? Eddies are good in Night City. That's it. You know. If you wanna go right. to Spain, you gotta fit, you gotta fucking grab a, a note like a five euro note or or whatever. It, uh, and I feel like that 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 translates well. It, it it really adds space. Really makes the world seem very big with very little effort. Um, I love that about that game. What else did I love about that game? I feel like the camp the the story that they gave us in, in the book of tales was really well done with a lot of different like um, paths, which is something that not usually is something I'm used to. Um, even right. in uh, the modules I've run in Cyberpunk, it's mm. usually like, it goes like this. This is kind of how like a module goes. Um, I'm going to take a random Forlorn Hope mission. Um, it'll be like, oh, here is I think the Forlorn Hope book and the Book of Tales has a lot in common because it's just like adventures, mini adventures. Right. Um, but um, it, it'll be like, uh, here, here's, here's uh, someone who has a job. Here's Kronos. Kronos has this job where he needs you to go to the embassy, steal some papers that'll tell you where this yacht is so that you can blow it up. And here's all the lore and the reason why that's happening, sure. But then here it is. So then it tells you. So you're going to want to go to um, the embassy, the Colombian embassy, so you can steal those papers. And then um, here are the checks. And then you go in, and then if you get caught, this is what happens. Um, okay, anyways, now that you're done, here is... Um, uh, the other part of the module, or like the second part of the mod, the story, which is the yacht. So you can do this, you can swim, you can use a boat, um, I think you can even parachute maybe, but it doesn't really explain too much on that, it's more like if you wanted to. Um, and then here's the map, here's the combat, you're done. The, the one in The Witcher was interesting because it starts off with its introduction. And at first, it's, at first glance, it's kind of like, so you're going to meet the sorceresses. So you're going to want to talk to Olgar if you want. So you're going to want to now head to the village. And then if you have the map, there's here's the first path, which fair enough. If you have a map, um, if it's completely written, like if you f have it fixed with Olgar, which is something you could have done, then you just instantly make it. Like or You lower the DC to make it over to the village. Otherwise, this is the DC, right? 
Um, I feel like if it were, <coughs> sorry, um, a cyberpunk book, or I, I also ran Waterdeep, um, the, the, the Waterdeep had Dragon Heist. I feel like if it would have been any of those books, it would have probably stopped it there and then moved on. But here it was like, okay, so if you get lost, this is what's going to happen. And here's all the stuff. And that's kind of cool, right? Because because um, it just it, it, it's just a nice detail that they they thought about the branching path and they wrote it down. It wasn't just a throwaway sentence. And then, okay, so you make it towards the um, the lake. Did you fight the wolves? Did you not fight the wolves? Okay, so here's what happens. Okay, perfect. So now, if your party, they're going to want to go to the lake. And I feel like, again, here's another point where maybe uh, the books I'm more used to would have uh, deferred. I feel like the books I'm more used to would have been like, so for the record, the, the, the beast is under the lake. Uh, but yeah, you're going to want to go and talk to the elder. Here is like, listen, if you walk down right in the middle of their lake, the fucking beast is going to come out and it's going to try and kill your fucking party. And you know what? You want to go further than that? If your fucking party somehow kills this beast without even talking to the village elder, <laughs> here's what happens. And here's a whole different sidebar to it. And I'm like, what? That's cool. You know? But just in case your party's normal and they do this, then this is what happens. Just in case your party, they kind of step into the lake, but they don't actually go into the middle, this is what happens. Um, and it's like, whoa, like, here's... That That was, like, that that section alone, the fact that, again, it wasn't a throwaway line or it wasn't something they assumed I as a DM would have accounted for, or they just made it impossible to happen because they could have just simply made it so the beast doesn't come out until a certain trigger is met, right? Mm. Um, really made it interesting. It really added all these paths and all these and all these freedom... All, all this... All this, there you go. All this freedom... To, to the fucking module, you know? So then you're meeting Olgar, and you can go to the house, which is probably what most people do, and then at that point, you know, you can, you, you, you go fight the beast, and then it goes on again. If you want to use fucking um, Yungar, not Olgar, sorry, the, the village elder Yungar, if you want to use Yungar as fucking a fighter, here's the stats you want to use. If you want to use Henrik as a fighter, here's the stats you want to use. If you confront Henrik's daughter, if you confront Yungar, or if you confront Henrik on the accusations that something happened in that house, here's different things that happened. And I'm like, right. wow, they, they, they took every aspect of this game, of this little adventure, and they said, we're going to make sure everything that's humanly possible that can happen is accounted for. And if something other than that happens, then you're on your own. But at this point, you know, and it helps because it makes the world... You know, I, I feel like as a DM, if you're going to use a book to do an adventure, a, a little guidebook, then your level of preparation for suddenly the party does something wildly different to what you expect isn't as high as it would if you're just completely doing your own thing. So the fact that the book is there to be like, hey, no, no, don't worry. I know your party just randomly killed the beast out of fucking nowhere <laughs> without even being told what the quest is. Um, here's what would happen if that were to be the case. Um, it, it's great. It's great that I have that hand, you know, uh, from the book. So the book is super beginner friendly, easy to read, and it's got great adventures which are very well detailed with a lot of different branching paths, which is awesome. Awesome, and we haven't even gotten the really second good to one hear from a player side because sometimes I do feel. I mean, as as I mean, I, I have had experience with uh, modules for 5e, and sometimes I do feel there's they're either 
like entirely sand, like a, just a huge sandbox, and they give you no direction, no direction whatsoever. No direction. Or yeah, they are railroaded as f, you know. Yeah, you can't like Waterdeep. There is no actual way that you can like like. There's just no way for you to get that freaking like the key to the vault and realistically like like before you're supposed to and realistically um, continue the book. It just can't happen. If you if your players. If you allow your players to somehow get that vault key before the book wants you to get that vault key, it doesn't work. The whole the whole book falls apart, you know, which is really interesting. And for the record, the Water Deep Dragon Heist is one of the best mod D and D modules I've ever played in my life. But it's just it it's on the premise that you follow everything that happens like down to the wire, you know, um, and. And, and that's just how it is, you know. You there, this has to happen, and then that has to happen, and then you have to go here, and you have to investigate there, and and obviously as a DM, you want to make it seem like they have, you want you to give the illusion of choice, you know. Yeah. But really, right. you're just dragging them down a path. Um. Uh, but like The Witcher, the, that first one, uh, at least specifically that first one, it was kind of like, um, like. Fuck the railroad. Just do whatever the fuck you want. You know. I mean, as long sure. as you do the sure. quest, right? Because if you don't do the quest, then that's a whole different story. But if you're gonna do right. the quest, here's all the stupid shit you can do. And right. it went even I'm fucking sure. further. And for the record, and it gave yeah. new spells for the three sorceresses. Spells named after them because apparently it's spells that they made. Why they included that, I don't know. I'm assuming because, hey, if you want to fight the sorceresses, you can or something, you know? Right, absolutely, of course. Um, they, they gave a map of the of the, of the house. Uh, I think I sent you guys yeah. that. Uh, oh. High Watch Estate. Um, like, they went, but I would assume, here's the map of the lake. That's or the village there. That's all you need. Why would you need the estate map if you're not gonna be there other than to receive the quest? You know. Right. Um, right. So like that was great. Yeah, no, it was absolutely. I, I imagine there might have been like maybe a secret or two, perhaps in in, in, that, in that estate. Maybe it's possible. Ah. Uh... Maybe oh, not. Put me on the fire know. here. <laughs> there I wasn't you're supposed. To, you're supposed to just get the quest and go, really. Yeah. Okay. But, but it's I there. Imagine, but again, th there is this like it, it does allow for a bit of creativity yeah, as well. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah, could yeah. add on to it, I imagine. Because I will say, like, I mean, the book this encouraged is the first... me to let you guys fuck around for an hour in game, and that um, right. Because I will say, probably. I, I probably like I would say I don't want to sit here and like critique everything now all of a sudden but I would say that the one thing I hope for definitely in the next uh, I guess story I, I don't want to keep saying module would that be accurate I guess yeah you can, the next story within the uh, I guess the, the, the next the, story yeah yeah you, you spoke of uh, the, the the increased amount of complexity in terms of his options oh that. this next one is way Fair. longer in pages there are more winding paths there's bigger twists, way more NPCs. It's it's just going for it, you know? 
The first okay. one is like a good, here's the world of The Witcher. If you've never An played intro, tabletop, yeah. yeah. You never played a tabletop RPG, or if you never played The Witcher before, this is for you. And the second right. one's like, I have now taken on, I have now put on the big boy pants, you know? Right, that's, and that's what I'm ready for is the big boy pants, because really one of the few, pla- com- I guess not complaints that I could give, but one of the things is that, like, it, ver- this whole thing very much was, like, a menial side quest. Like, even getting the ice is such a menial, meni- a menial insulting thing, because it's, it's meant to be by Which design, I and I think that's cool. It doesn't love, need to be right? this giant thing, like, or this amazing I, I thing. Really it's just what I'm waiting that. for. Yeah. Is that complexity of like? Oh, of course. Because we really haven't even fully sunk our teeth into it yet. Yeah, like yeah that's yeah, really. Yeah. I'm yeah. waiting for that because it's here. It's like, oh, there's this, cool, and we can just kind of like help deal with it very quickly. It, it was very much like dealing like just with a contract job in one of the games. It wasn't one of the meaty quests. It was right. like, oh, you know, here's a little story, and then to get players ready. It's just, I'm already experienced with stuff like this, so I'm just kind of thirsting for like, ooh, yeah, we got something real. Oh, don't serious. worry, don't worry. We'll, we'll play soon. Um, but man, be man, what a game. Um, the magic is really fun. I love that. Um, I think you mentioned this, Gabi. Magic is really different from class to class. It's not samey. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Which like in and, uh, and more generic um, magic systems, it's it's you know, pretty much very... the same five spells, you know. Not, not, not. It's not really like that because, like, wizards and Dungeons and Dragons have, hun- not hundreds. They've got plenty of spells, but you know, those spells that the wizards have, some of those spells, sorcerers and bards have them too, you know. Yeah, like a lot of it becomes uniform. Yeah, is right. the issue. Suddenly, everyone has detect magic because it's just OP. Everyone right. has dancing lights or. Fireball, and it's like okay. yeah, that's balance, which is a, no- a whole nother, you know, problem too. Oh no, of course, but like you know, how many parties have you been on where you're like, I'm gonna take the tech to magic because it's going to allow my character to be more uh, sophisticated and and mm-hmm. and, and, the te- and and intuitive, and I can be a little <laughs> bit more. Everyone has the tech magic suddenly when when it's like, can I use the tech magic? Like, oh, I have the tech magic too because everyone took it because right. everyone had right. it in their same. The bard and the right. sorcerer and the wizard or whatever, they yeah. all had it in their cantrips, so they just took it. So now you're not special. You're not the special one who... You're not the only character in the world or in your party who can do the tech magic, which makes you needed and it makes you important. You can die and we can steal the tech magic. We're good. Yeah. Whereas, like, here, like, if a witcher dies... That's bad. You it, fucked yeah. up. Like if, if the you might as well just dies, stop playing the, the game. Fuck? Can you You're, imagine if Lusky would have died and one or like not have been around and one of you had a serious injury? Where are you gonna go? Yeah, to yeah. the village elder? Yeah. To the sorceresses? No, You're fucked. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that was very smart. And I guess this is something. I, this is, I guess the really the last point that in my mental notes that I had to really bring up, and, and I this is something that I really wanted to stress is that. You know, even I, I usually end up, you know, leading a lot of parties and in, in campaigns that I, that I'm in, and, and this and that, and, and having a character do something like very significant or take center stage. But the thing that I always try to do is make everyone feel important, whether as a player or as a DM, and kind of having that sort of magnetism, like, okay, I can do this, but you can do that, this and that. Here you go, here and there. It's why I mentioned before that a lot of the nonverbal communication going on, trying to incentivize, like, making sure that this is a unit. It's not just Sophia and friends, you know, wanting yeah. that to be important, I guess. And the thing that I, I really like is that even though, like, Sophia, like, 
is a witcher and is obviously kind of walking around doing work and obviously she's doing you know she putting all these pieces together to, to solve this problem it's the idea that like everybody here is important and I want to reflect that in any campaign that I'm in right you know? and, and it's it's important to me that it's like it's good that you know like Olaf is he's strong man and Lusky is a doctor because that's very useful because it's like Sophia very much a witcher is very much a jack of all trades master of none except being a badass of course but you know it's good to have like here's a doctor and here's Olaf and the thing is like Olaf doesn't really use weapons and Lusky doesn't really fight yeah. right like I mean it, like neither, I don't even want to say Apparently. neither of them are really fighters necessarily doesn't fight, but, but like they, they really god damn he ripped through that <laughs> yeah, exactly Lusky does Lusky does bite it's <laughs> very true <laughs> And that's the thing, like, I like that that there is this, like, loose in the fight with the, the, the boss, which I'm very glad that plan worked out. You're welcome, Jay. Right, I'll um, that next before we wrap uh, up anything. Loosky, like, having to be, like, oh, this isn't working. Fuck, I'll just bite it. You know, very, very Steve Irwin logic. I, I like that, <laughs> like, Loosky and, like, Zofia was in the zone. Like, she, this is what she does. This is what she does, right? She does this. That's she's a witcher. It's what she does. But Lusky and Olaf don't do no. this. Very specifically, they they don't. And so what I like in the fight, and I tried to frame it to where like she's the tank, she's taking the attention upon herself, which cause I wanted to allow for Lusky because I didn't want Lusky and Olaf to die because they could possibly get one shot by this <laughs> thing. But what I wanted was to present them and you guys this idea of like well now you can get creative with it which I mean like Olaf jumping on, on top of it immediately I thought was a great mm -hmm. idea and Lusky being like oh this isn't going to work okay I'm just going to bite it I'm not you know just eat it from the back I shouldn't say it like that but <laughs> it's just this whole like f them realizing that what they're doing isn't going to work so now they have to improvise which because which they're improvising like how witchers improvise because a witcher is always improvising whatever they do is the thing because that's real life sometimes a plan doesn't work out and shit doesn't work and you have to get creative and and maybe this isn't wholly exclusive to the witcher this can happen theoretically with anything but it's really the mantra of even in character you know Olaf thinks oh she's cool but Lusky is her stories of witchers and what they're capable of and everything and now it's like now how do we get up to her level I guess which also led to Olaf being a badass on top and also the kill the way Lusky and and Zofia did like a something like in Marvel vs. Capcom like a tag team combo <laughs> yeah. like on the I, I love I love like the way they did that like it's amazing like they they kind of again back to that nonverbal communication they just kind of synced up like they knew what to do right I guess and it made everyone feel important not just one person and I, I always feel like to that. a lot of that was also like again it might sound like we're just talking about our characters and the fun we had but I feel like a lot of that groundwork or a lot of that happened because the groundwork was so firm and, and solid I mean because the whole reason the fight became something so engaging and not just I'm going to roll dice and I'm going to measure my amount with your AC and then I'm going to roll more dice so that I can subtract from your health is because you had to see it was not only such a life-threatening uh, fight but it, it the game encourages you in a lot of very uh, subliminal ways to plan and and think and 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 that's what you guys did you set up a trap you brought the creature in with the knowledge you had about the creature, which, for the record, I think yes. is super cool that you can sit there and be like, I know how this creature works. I'm going to exploit it. I got a lot yes. of, like, Dark Souls vibes from that. A lot of, like, um, mm -hmm. 
like you're hunting this creature like Witcher, it really yes. felt like it's, like yeah you know, well, it's the like Witcher, it's just, yeah i guess i haven't really played the witcher but yeah, yeah. This, this is this is the dark souls of tabletop anyway but this is the thing that i wanted to stress where it's like well does sophia know what this is does she know what this is because i know that there's obviously right, new right. stuff credit for the it book changes everything. but really right because consulting the bestiary is very important because that's what a witcher does like being in character cool, it's like okay cool. also like, do we want to start talking about the boss fight? Because I want to. I mean, to yeah, yeah. Let's just let's get was. into that. I do feel like we have been going for a while now, though. But let's get into that. Yeah, we can make it quick. Really, for posterity, just for the sake of the show, like the plan was, we're going to lure it out of the ice, and I had Sophia be the, the the target. You know, she painted a massive target on her back because, again, playing to the strength of her character, literally, or more figuratively, I suppose. But it, I, I cast. Um, Igni. No, you're done. Yeah. Yeah, casted the magical trap on the floor, or uh, of the ice, led the beast into it. It was stuck basically in place and received like a negative stat to its speed and its reflex, I believe, for yes. five turns, basically. And that's and, all it took. Uh, and that's all it took. And then like we were able, which that creature, from what you told us, had massive like attacks. Like it was bad. It's and, like, bad. Even if I fucked, even if I fucked up like a dodge roll or, or, or escape roll, yeah, she would have been fucked up. Yeah, is the thing. yeah, like yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So absolutely. like we got lucky. Of course, the dice were very generous to us. Here, the here's the part. interesting thing about how combat works. Um, it doesn't matter how much but. HP you lose. If I beat you by seven, if I beat your defense by seven, you're injured. Yeah. You're critically injured. Like that's wow. it. Okay, then. So okay. again, you can have a hundred health, which I don't think I think is physically possible. But if I beat your defense by Most seven. Sure. You yeah. you broke an arm. You you cracked your jaw, and that's it. Wow. Like that's that's something that's gonna that's fuck it. up your fight. For the rest. you're either you're either gonna have to leave now, or fight with a broken arm. Which like let's be honest, what's that gonna do? You know. So yeah. it's 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 yeah, really exactly. risky, in that sense. So that was awesome. I, I, that. I, I also liked how interactive the whole like oh you got you can roll you can parry you can do this you can do that like it's yes. it feels like you're always playing and not necessarily waiting around the table for your turn. Right, and I got to do some very cool moves. You know, I, I got to do attacks that worked, obviously, with the Silver Sword, which I liked that it got that extra 3d6 damage. Of course. And, you know, it was, it was good. No, also, I just, I interestingly, thought... you can use silver items, and there it's written very clearly what you do if it's not a silver sword, and it's just like a silver fork, you know, ah. a silver spoon, oh, yeah. and you stab that into them, and it, you, it tells okay. you, oh, you gotta use one extra d10, okay. or d6, sorry. Um, if okay. it's silver, it works. That's it. As long as long as it's silver, and like awesome. Okay, Gabby, awesome. Gabby, I need you. I need Luski to specifically start, like, yeah. Luski needs silver cutlery now, and <laughs> Olaf steal all of that <laughs> and give it to Luski. So now it's like now that we, when we're in fighting, it's just like, oh hey, look, it's a monster. Pulls out a fork and knife. I mean, lizard <laughs> folk, it. you know, they, they they eat meat anyway. You know, it's maybe fun. I can sprinkle Looks some like. Powdered silver on my fangs and <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> oh, another thing too, which I guess this is just kind of it for the boss fight, I guess. But like another thing that I, I that I felt was interesting was just the introduction of like, or just the the element of the warg and the rest of the wolves surrounding it, and how like we weren't really able to fully deal with that problem, and yet. I still tried to find a way narratively to kind of wrap that thread up in a satisfactory manner by right. like, hey, we killed this massive creature. Uh, Zofia's just going to take hunks of its meat out to the woods and just feed these wolves to keep them away from the village for like a winter, right. basically, because just there's so much food here. And I and I wanted to kind of like 
it's another piece of character building is that she was able to she said something to the little girl Hilda at the village you know which we don't know what she said but it's one of those little montage moments and she just she fed all those wolves that they would leave the village alone and it was kind of like making peace with everybody which again it's what you're solving problems so I just because I didn't want us to be like yeah we're heroes we leave and we're all just leaving cut to in the background literally the wolves are walking up like oh <laughs> yeah because yeah. those people can looks like meat's back on the menu boys <laughs> yeah exactly I'm like no we need to do something about these wolves and I don't really want <laughs> to have, sit through another combat encounter so it's like hey just, just eat eat the frog you're French. Eat it. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I think that the game is great. I think that yeah, absolutely. If you are into tabletops, you have to play it. You have to play it. Like you have to give it a chance at least. Yeah, absolutely. So much fun. And if you want to like, if you want something really cool, adventures, you can just grab the book of Tales book. There's there's like four books, by the way. Like, we've barely scratched the surface when it comes to the Witcher content. But, like, grab the Book of Tales book. It's got some awesome, um, like, mini stories in it. It's got, like, six, I think. Plus some three three new classes. Plus new items. Like, you know, like, the works. Um, it's really cool. The book is great. I can't recommend it enough. And, honestly, I can't thank the guys at, like, Talsorian Games for, like, giving us the opportunity sending us that gift um, to like try this out play it and, and just bring out bring out the message to all of our tabletop loving friends and uh, and, and people Absolutely. yeah no okay, could not could not thank them enough and I could not be just more grateful to have been invited it's to this and to be a part of this dude. yeah no, no mean, it was really an honor to be to be a part of this it was i mean you and gabby had to be here come on <laughs> who's it gonna who's it gonna come i mean I, I mean like gabby's amazing and wonderful and i'm very charming i know but I, I i i often feel like i don't deserve a lot of the good that's in my life even though i know i deserve good things <laughs> you know self-care is important but it's like getting what is that is that a libra thing that is a hundred percent a libra thing i think hundred percent a libra thing and I know I'm more you know, self-esteem and self-worth. I'm working on it, you know. But it's getting like this is a cool, like this is a serious, like legit, like thing. You know, this was like this is awesome. This is a review like, copy. This is a review, like a review copy of The Witcher. Like that's amazing. That's I can't cool. believe it. Yeah, I know. I'm blown away. I'm still kind of like can't believe freaking that out. Yeah, I'm sending yeah. this over uh, to, uh, through email to uh, the ambassador. Um, oh my goodness! I'm just gonna be like, hey, we did it. Thanks so much for believing in us. If you ever want to send more stuff, we'll happily take it, you know, and like we'll, we'll review it please. and we'll talk about it. Um, it's just so, it was so much fun. And like, you know, as a little thanks, I don't, I don't, I don't want to feel like they just sent some dudes in Puerto Rico, some books, like, yeah. and then we ran off with it, you know, like that was, <laughs> yeah. we're, we want to do good. So I want to send that over to him, even if it doesn't click. Um, and I also want to do a quick shout out to the Twitter account. I don't know if you, I know you don't have a Twitter, Gabby. But no, I know you I follow the account, though, Will. The Artelsorian Games Twitter is so cool. First yes, of all, absolutely. I, I do follow them. Like, like I love them. man, as far as, like, media companies or, like, community management or managing, uh, uh, you know what I mean, like, community accounts, this yes. is the one, man. It yeah, they, They're good. out there. First of all, they're talking about every tabletop. They're always in on it. They're always on the forum. They're always hyping up other games that aren't even, like, their own. They are... LGBT friendly, talking about pronouns yes. and shit. They are. I was gonna say they're very, they're inclusive friendly. They, they incentivize. Yeah. 
Yes. They are yeah. they they're always giving out free content and and adding stuff and doing polls and it doesn't feel like um like oh this is a stinky corporation Twitter be gone the corporation you know like it feels really Silence genuine brand. Silence brand no this feels like a really genuine account that's like really happy to be here like like there's someone behind that Twitter account that really loves everything that that company stands for and 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 all the work right. they do and and man oh man it's so cool it's so refreshing you know like i'm always and and they'll they'll just drop random bits of history completely unrelated to um like tabletop stuff like it's not just like yes. marketing brand marketing brand commercial commercial sponsorship it's not that How you they're do, just tweeting yeah they're just tweeting they're just talking about stuff and it's so interesting and right now what they were what were they doing a second ago i think they had um oh they were recently talking about a um a uh, a card game um uh, called netrunner which they don't actually have any relation to and they were talking about that they were talking about um let me just go into twitter real quick they promoted a uh, a third party um cyberpunk character creation app which i think is really cool to support Ooh. something that isn't even like yours you know like this is just wow. some dude made an app on the app store and was like here is you know like like fight club is for dnd yeah i i don't know i don't know i've never seen anything dnd related like recognize fight club because i feel like it's like a marketing situation you know yeah you would rather much. they go to dnd beyond and make the character there right because you can yeah. make money out of that yeah but like no i mean they were just like hey here we found this account this place is cool support them they're cool thanks for making content for us and i was like wow what that's the, awesome. the important thing that's because again brand accounts i'm not really big into brand accounts most of the time because you shouldn't be because brands aren't our friends of course but but the important thing especially when it comes to like social media and the power of that is being able to it's important to lift yourself up if if, you know if you have to do it yourself before anyone else does of course and market your shit but also bring lifting everybody else up with you which again to call back to my you know making everyone feel important in the actual party thing it's the same way here so like them like from everything that i've seen of uh uh, of them like ever since following them at the end of last year like I've just been impressed with it like they just seem like just really cool like people it's awesome like l- hang on let me read out this tweet because it's crazy okay. this is um towards the the cyberpunk uh, the companion for cyberpunk red's um, um character creator it's a, again a third party app that some dude made so they tweeted this in August 19. Want some help keeping track of your characters at your table? You want the Cyberpunk Red Companion app available for iPhone and Android from at Companion Red. New features are being added constantly, and please support them on Patreon. That last sentence is everything. Please support them on Patreon. Really? Yeah. Like, we love big brands supporting small creators, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's how you make a good community. That's, that's just all I got to say. A loyal community that's just there for you. That's it. Yeah. Just don't be a dick. Don't do what N- Nintendo does every day. That they're just God. sniping yeah, everything. fan yeah. fan yeah. creations and shit. Oh man. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's all I have thing. to say. I think it might be. I think it might be. And like, fair enough. Again, it's your IP. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like they they make a lot of they 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 seem to for what should be or what is I guess still the company with the most goodwill in the world nintendo has the most goodwill they can do whatever they want you know because they yeah. just they just have people's goodwill mm-hmm. 
um, they do a lot of scummy things oh, yeah. just out of <laughs> nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, just wake up one day and they're like, pop! Yeah, you know? And I just hate to see it. Hate to see it, you know? Yeah. Anyways. What's up? Yep. That's uh, what's up. Uh, that's what's up. Uh, how do I... What, what's what's the what, what's the last thing I can say here? Oh, yeah. Wind's howling. Glad Jay didn't get that. I didn't so get that's that. good. Yeah. I, I cannot believe you didn't get. I was like, I'm gonna. This is what I'm like, gonna is do. It's a storming there, bro. I just had to post oh a picture God. of girl saying, "Wind's howling." Wind's howling. Wind's I'm howling. gonna. I'm gonna play the games, all three of them, and I'll be back yes. next next episode to talk about it. And so I'm, or not, maybe not, not next. Be, no, no, no. Wait, not whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not beating them. In. <laughs> okay, but I will. I will do Take it eventually. How's that? Yes, absolutely. And you too, Raul. You're gonna fucking read the books, right? So you can report back on that. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Uh, I'm I'm still kind of beginning on uh, the first like the first book like Trist just yep. arrived to Caramore and Ooh. um Ooh. Uh, and met with the uh, Siri. Uh, That's nice. But uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to go through Love all it. of it. Honestly. Love that for you. <laughs> There's a lot of big words in there. They, yeah. Not not big words. There's a lot of words he's I'm like, not familiar with. The Olaf. He's yeah, like, Olaf he's is like, coming oh in. Man. Yeah, yeah. not big he's words. He's like, man, after that trivia game show, I'm <laughs> just swimming. <bro." laughs> yeah. Which you should check out the last episode, by the way. Oh yeah, definitely. That was fun. I can personally vouch for it. It, it was it was pretty good. <laughs> thank it wasn't you. Bad. Thank you. Um, that just <laughs> showed uh, if, my if stupidity. I approved, then really, obviously, just shows that I'm actually yeah. Olaf in real life. I'm just really. <laughs> <laughs> Role playing myself. I don't know if uh, Olaf, is Olaf is, is Olaf the idealized self insert. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, a, a short king in flamboyant <laughs> clothing, and he's really strong. Well, luckily, yeah. I'm not five five, but I am kind of short and five eight. <laughs> Lu- like, wait, luckily, <laughs> he's like luckily. <laughs> like, let me let me fix the record on that real quick. Oh, yeah. I'm not five five. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. Oh, oh my god. god. Um, Anyways, go ahead, Raul. What are you saying? No, it's it's not it's not big words. It's just words that aren't I'm not familiar with. They're not in my vocabulary, like in my everyday use. Because mm-hmm. it's you know it's a fantasy mm-hmm. setting, so there's a lot of like right. weird words. Right. And also, it's a fantasy a fantasy setting with uh, its own like like internal words as well. Like there's a lot of that going on. It's like uh-huh. uh, yes. I don't know what that means, but okay. And sh- yeah. And uh, but you know it it hasn't stopped me from continuing on, so that's good. Maybe I should have chosen like a simpler, like ABCs oh, or no, something. No, this is good. No. This is good. <laughs> 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 Raul's reading this like I don't know what these <laughs> words mean, but he's I'm like, "What this. are you reading, Raul? Oh, I'm reading uh, a twenty-five. How many alphabet twenty-six page book?" <laughs> <laughs> and every page is a new letter. Yeah, a. Yeah. It's like, oof. H. It's like, that's enough for tonight. And go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Olaf Sleepy. Olaf <laughs> oh, Sleepy. Oh, man. Well, all right. we to wrap it up? Sure. Yeah, I think we should wrap it up. Yep. I'm your producer right. now. Well, I'm your producer, so. Thanks so much for coming, guys, for another episode. We had a lot of fun talking Who's about Who is it, by with the you guys. Are you going to announce huh? that right now? <laughs> Was I lagging through that whole outro? Yes, you were. Awesome. What'd you say? Wow, bro? were you saying something, Jay? Is that yeah, it? I, was, I went full of... Ca- what is it? Whatever. What were you saying? What outro, you? okay. Do I start again? Yeah. Okay, no? No? Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm just what? gonna... No, I'm just gonna... No, I mean the outro. I'm starting the outro again. Okay, I'm just... Shut the fuck up. Anyways, <laughs> thanks so much for coming back to another episode. 
why'd you why'd you hit pause Raul? why would you oh do that God. okay don't worry about it it's fine you can stop we're no longer listening to you we'll do it live let me just finish this fucking episode please <laughs> with no interruptions thank you <laughs> thanks so much for listening make sure to follow our instagram on island gems podcast um uh, you know comment on our youtube fucking uh, episode because we're gonna upload this on youtube and spotify like usual feel free to comment and tell us how much you hated this episode and how much you suck or if hey maybe you kind of liked it you can say not bad kid i don't know um and once again special thanks to our tussler in games and especially our friend jay or not not friend but um the amazing um media ambassador jay gray for allowing us and giving us this opportunity to uh have this episode to begin with um you were the best we owe you our lives and uh yeah maybe we'll see you next week or maybe uh we'll see you in a few weeks for the next episode peace